This is the Berkhamsted Spotlight, the podcast showcasing a remarkable community. Today, we're talking to the recently appointed head girl and head boy at school, so we have a real treat for you. Ella and Dan are both in year 13, and they talk about the process they went through, what they'll need to do in these positions, how they're going to balance this with their academic work, and what they think they might be doing once they leave school. Also, turns out it's a special day for Ella. Find out more when you listen to this episode. Anyway, for all of that and for a whole lot more, come with me now as we speak to the current head boy and head girl. It's Dan and Ella. Dan, Ella, welcome to this episode of the School Podcast. How are you both doing today? Yeah, I'm very well. How are you? I'm very good indeed. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Ella, how about you? What's going on? Yeah, I'm doing well. It's it's my 18th birthday today, so I'm having quite a good day <laughs> as far as school are. days are considered. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, happy birthday. I can I can Thank sort you. of feel listeners celebrating that right now yeah. <laughs> with you, which is which is great. Do you have plans to go out tonight or are you going to save that for the weekend? Oh, well, I'm not really sure. My mum's being quite secretive about everything. So I'm not actually sure what's happening after school, but I'm under strict instruction that I have to go straight home. So I'm quite excited for that. I'm a bit apprehensive, but... Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Strict instructions to go home. She's yeah. definitely got something up her sleeve in that case. Yeah. Well, look, straight off the bat, Dan and Ella, congratulations on being appointed Berkhamsted's new head boy and head girl for this year. First of all, tell us how that felt when you found out that you're both going to be head boy, head girl for each of you. I remember it very clearly. I was playing golf by myself and I opened up Outlook to see the email from Mr. Walker and it was I hadn't expected to be announced as head boy I I was just I thought that I'd done really well where I was and I just I didn't think that it was going to come about as it did and it was just pure sort of euphoricness and I remember phoning my mum immediately and she was so pleased and <laughs> yeah I, I I was made up I'll tell you that <laughs> yeah I had quite a similar experience, but it was actually quite funny because I um I ended up finding out not from Mr. Walker's email, but just from some of my friends because I, I was kind of doing things before I looked at my um before I looked at my phone. I had all these messages from all these different people and I was like, Oh, what's going on? And then um and then I looked at one of them and they were like, Oh, is it true? Is it true? You you've been announced as head girl and I was like, uh I'm not sure. <laughs> and then and then I did see the email from Mr. Walker and I think yeah, it was probably just like an overwhelming sense of pride, I guess. Um, and yeah, just like privilege for being chosen. Yeah, I agree with that. Pride was a big factor. Yeah. I love the way you're both telling that and smiling at the same time. For the <laughs> sake of people listening to this who can't see this, you've both got great big grins on your faces and, <laughs> and rightly so as well. Rightly so. Before we find out more about what it actually means to be head boy, head girl, tell us a bit about what you're doing at Berkhamsted, what, what A-levels you're studying right now. Well, I'm studying maths, physics and geography. And then alongside that, doing other extracurricular things, like I play in the Netball First team. And yeah, I also play in the orchestra as well, which is really enjoyable for all the concerts and, and things like that. Awesome. Ella, what, what do you play in the orchestra? I play the flute. Yeah. Ooh, very good. Very good. Yeah. Are, are, there, are there many flautists? Is that the right word? Are, yeah. there, are there many of you in, in the orchestra? There actually are quite a few as well. We've also got um, a flute ensemble as well, which I also play in. But it's quite a nice group, actually. It's, it's, always, it's always lovely with music and, and even sport as well, because it it crosses over so many year groups um, that you get a bit of interaction with different people, which is always quite fun. That's really good. Ella, thank you for that. Dan, how about you? What are you studying for A-levels? I study politics, business and history. Uh, alongside that, I play in the first team rugby. I play in the golf team. That's it, really. You usually just find me around school doing something sporty. <laughs> awesome. I like it. I like it. Okay, so question for each of you. What actually inspired you to apply to be head boy and head girl then? 
I actually, um, mine's quite personal, that my brother went to my previous school where I was at previously, and he became head boy when I was in the school. And I always knew that wherever school I was going to be for sixth form, I was going to apply for head boy to show him that I could do it as well. So it's quite a personal thing that <laughs> not just wanting to outdo my sibling, but also to prove that I was on his level because he was a very good student. Alongside that, of course, there was a lot yeah. of... <laughs> There was actual reasoning behind it that I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it. And being new to the school in year 12, I wanted to push on from that and prove that it could be done. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like it's a little bit similar as well in terms of kind of, it was something that I thought would be able to kind of push me outside my comfort zone a little bit. And, and the whole application process as well. I remember it seeming quite daunting, but just thinking, well, you know, I'll give it a go. And then I guess as well, like being at the school for quite a while, the role is such that you can actually do a lot and you have a lot of opportunity to, I don't know, instigate change and, and things that you're kind of looking at within the school that you want to have an impact on. So I guess then you have like the conversation as well about legacy and, and that kind of motivation to just try and give something back to the school before you leave. Ella, I love that. You say you've been at the school for a, for quite a long time. How long have you been there for? What year were you, well, how old were you when you joined? Well, I joined in year six, which is a bit of an odd year to join. So I've been at the school now for about eight years. But yeah, I, I moved from abroad to England and then so then joined in year six. But yeah, it's been great. I, I think year six was an interesting year because obviously it was just the last year of prep school. But I do feel quite lucky because I, I got to join in with all the end of year plays and, and all the year six is quite a fun year, especially once you've done your entrance exam to... Um, get into the senior school um, because you kind of, yeah, just, I don't know, have some fun and all those sorts of things. And then and then senior school has been an absolute blast as well. It's just sport, music, a bit of everything. Yeah, it's been great. Wow. This time next year, you'll, you'll be leaving all of it behind. It'll be a very yeah. strange experience for you. I'm, I'm, I'm dying to ask a bit later in this recording what you're going to be doing, uh, what you're hoping to be doing after you leave school. Dan Ellis says she's been at school for six years, roughly. When did you join? How long ago? Last year. So I joined at the beginning of year 12 after being at a wonderful nearby school for all of senior school. And I just felt that as a, a keen rugby player, Berkhamstead offers a great rugby team. And I wanted to try and push myself in that regard. Joining in year 12, I thought was going to be difficult because a lot of friendships are ingrained and it, it could be tough to join in and find yourself. But I found Absolutely not the case. I have loved my time at Berkhamsted more than I have loved any school time before. Possibly that's due to being the nature of sixth form, but I find that it's so easy. People are mature, not just that I'm here because rugby's great, blah, 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 but actually I found that I can push myself academically much more as well. I, lo I love that. It's, it's good to hear that you didn't experience any kind of cliquey groups that, that were hard to penetrate, that it sounds like you were warmly accepted into the whole school group. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's also year 12 as well. Like It is quite nice in the sense that you get the girls' school and the boys' school that come together. Um, and actually, it's a bit of a shake-up for everyone because, I mean, even though I'd been at the girls' school, even going to sixth form did almost feel like it was a bit of a kind of new school environment as well. So I think... I know, I guess that might have helped a little bit with kind of integrating other people as well. Ella, a few minutes ago, you mentioned about the application process for head girl and head boy. Tell us what that actually looks like. How, how gruelling is that as a process? It's pretty gruelling. It went on <laughs> um, for quite a while. <laughs> um, and there are like kind of various stages where, you know, everyone who wants to apply applies and then and then you slowly get shortlisted down to like a smaller and smaller group. 
We're doing kind of various different activities, like sending in CVs, doing videos, and and um, also you get um, the whole like school body like polls, and, like does it like a student or like a poll on on who they think or who they want to be head boy and head girl, which at the time was just yeah, it was kind of one of those moments where it was like. Oh, I don't know, kind of if anyone's gonna put my name down, but um, but yeah, no, I think I think probably the most grueling part of it was the last day. There was one Friday, last half was it last half term? I think it was, yeah, or last term, and it consisted of a group activity with kind of all the people who had been shortlisted, and then uh, a fifteen-minute interview with Mr. Backhouse and Mrs. Miles, which was. <laughs> quite an interesting experience um and then we had 20 minutes to write a speech which we subsequently had to deliver to mr walker and uh, mr folder um which was also quite yeah the time pressure was on there was a bit of a yeah time crunch to get that done but yeah no it was all good and also like you learn a lot from it as well yeah i mean even looking back now the fact that we've both been through the process like i i think it does make you feel a bit more confident in yourself and like your ability tell me a bit more about that i mean you know how do you see the experience that you've gone through helping you for things like job applications for after you leave university or, or whatever you do after mm. you leave school or you know any situation like that yeah i think it's interesting because i actually remember when um we were doing the whole application process there was actually a lot of thought that kind of went into it behind the scenes like from my point of view because i did really have to kind of think about what it was that motivated me and what it was that like what my kind of passions were and my values and, and things like that and I think it was actually quite a solidifying process for like myself just to kind of clarify what was important to me and, and where like my values did lie um so I think for the future that's quite a valuable process to have gone through because you do kind of feel as though I don't know you've already had those thoughts and that thought process and I think for anyone who went through the application process like regardless of the outcome it would have been a bit similar mm -hmm. no I'm sure you're right sure you're right okay so it's great to have gone through that process successfully and and well done again for that um Dan tell me a bit about what the responsibilities are that you're carrying then throughout this academic year well I think it's it's very similar to much representative roles within say politics that you're not the greatest link i know but you're given a student body that you're a part of and you have to best represent them and try and make the changes that you think they would want and whether that comes in the form of a committee that we think represents a certain part of school life academics environmental issues charity work it's all on us to try and lead that push forward for students and Mr. Walker himself has said the school is the most student-led school in the area. Well, it's very evident because our prefect team is nearly 50 members strong. Mm -hmm. And it, it's on the two of us, really, to try and organize that group. And that's our main responsibility is to organize a group of people working in different assets of school life to try and create the best environment we can for each other. Mm -hmm. Not for anyone else, but for other students and what kind of challenges are you expecting to to face you know over the next few months you know you talk about these 50 people can you think of any challenges right now that that you might have to face over the over the coming months i think the main issue that could arise is maybe organizational type problems in how are we going to balance 50 people trying to do a levels, some doing four a levels external things epqs sports teams how do we bundle all this activity going on and still try and be the best prefect team there is and try and leave the best legacy possible. 
And it comes down to delegation and those difficult conversations with people that as 17, 18 year olds, that can be a tough thing to do. And then tell me a bit about how you plan on, I was going to say how you plan on balancing your own academic commitments with being a head boy and LOU being head girl, but also ensuring, I guess, that the other 50 people that you're talking about here, that there's a good balance for them as well, that they don't spend too much time doing this and mm-hmm. neglect some of their studies. Well, I think it kind of comes down to, have to having to accept what you can do and what's out of your control. What can Ella and I do and then pass on to others and make sure that people aren't getting overloaded with the amount of stuff they have to do? We have, I think, 12 house captains, and they are probably just as important in school life as uh, as, as, as we are. Yet a lot of the work gets given to us, and it is tough to try and delegate to each one of them to make sure they all have a reasonable part to play. Mm-hmm. And when when it comes to actual representation, they probably represent students more than anyone in the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think as well, like it's it's a lot about kind of commu- like keeping your communication lines open as well. You know, it, it's one thing trying to like bast on through and and remain like really strong and and have that feeling that just because you're a leader, like therefore you can't ever show weakness. But I think it's kind of like breaking down that mindset a little bit and actually knowing when it's actually okay to kind of I don't know be a bit vulnerable and and say oh you know I'm struggling at the moment a little bit can you take this off my plate and I think as well like from our point of view leading the kind of group of 50 like that also is a message that we try to get across to them as well that you know if they are struggling that they should kind of raise raise that with with us or with someone yeah no, no absolutely right absolutely right so let me just get this clear then you mentioned about the team of 50 and and the 12 house captains do the 12 house captains form part of that 50 or is it 50 plus the 12 i think it's 10 house captains there's a 10 house captains knowing all my stuff <laughs> yeah well i mean i guess it's so it's me and dan who um obviously had boy and had girl and then Within kind of like our team, I guess, we have um, four deputies mm-hmm. uh, made up of two girls and two boys who kind of work quite closely with us and we're often doing things together. And they're also the ones that kind of head up the committees uh, that we've got running this year. And then you have the 10 house captains, uh, two of which are the boarding house captains. Uh, and then they each have their kind of team of deputies who just help them and, and like head up cheetah groups and, and things like that. Um, so it's quite an extensive team, actually. It filters down quite far. Um, but I guess like it is really good because it gives lots of people an opportunity to have an experience of kind of that leadership within the school. And it's the perfect place to learn it because it's such a safe environment and we get loads and loads of support. Yeah, it's just really... It's really cool to that everyone gets that opportunity. So it's great that there's a, a large number of people that also have a voice as well as you being head boy, head girl. How about if you're not one of those 50 you're not one of the house captains you're not one of the deputies you're in year 13 you're not part of that group at all do you still have a voice at all that you can what that can be heard by any of those people or by yourselves well i think that's why it's great that the team is so extensive and that it filters down so far is that there is a a hierarchy to it but it's it's not a an elitist hierarchy or anything that people will happily come up to Ella and myself just as much as I happily go up to a deputy house captain to ask about an issue and whether it can be taken to teachers and management and it's it feels like there's a very accepting culture especially in year 13 and in year 12 that this prefect team which is is new in how extensive it actually is that everybody is open to helping one another mm-hmm. yeah 
And that's something like we try to really promote as well. You know, it's it's not just the things that we care about that we're trying to push, but it's it's kind of almost you have to kind of almost keep your ears a bit open as you like walk around school and and just like listening to like conversations and, and things like that and and just kind of get a bit of the general feel for like what the year group or how the year group's doing and things like that and even even the sixth form or the girls school the boys school it's all about kind of that how you like link through the school and and I don't know I guess the, like the connections you have and and using that to kind of yeah make sure that everyone's opinions are, are voiced and and the messages got across to like senior leadership team. Okay, now some of the people that are listening to this podcast episode right now, they might be members of the school. Uh, some of them might be parents of some of the students in school. Some of them, though, might be current year 12 students who are thinking about applying to be head boy or head girl next year. What advice would you have for them? I think just go for it. I, I think it's quite easy to see the roles as being quite daunting or like a time commitment or, or I don't know, like something that, makes you a bit unsure of whether you you really want to go for it but it actually has been probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my school time and and not just because like I've got the role that I have but even just in the application process itself the I don't know ability to kind of yeah have have like a voice that's like elevated a little bit in school as well like it's it's and also like you surprise yourself I definitely didn't go into the process necessarily thinking that that I was gonna get the role that I did. So it's almost like having a little bit of trust in yourself that you actually might just surprise yourself as you as you do it. I think on from that as well, that one of our school's biggest actual aims is for students to be adventurous. It's one of the things that's talked about a lot. It's one of the key values and that the one thing you can do to actually be adventurous is putting yourself into things. And what thing is better to put your heart and soul into than actually trying to represent one another? Mm. Especially if you're it doesn't matter if you've been here eight years or one year. It's about what you put in is what you're going to get out. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I, I love that, Dan. It's a great way of putting it. And Ella, thank you for that as well. Now, I've got a couple of other questions. I'm keeping an eye on time. We're going to bring this episode to a close soon. But Ella, I, I hinted that this time next year, your your life is going to be very different. Clearly, that mm. goes for both of you. Yeah. Um, what what are your plans for after you leave Berkhamsted? Well, I think that eventually I I want to go to university to study um, a degree in geography. However, before that, I think that next year I've decided that I would really like to take a gap year. Um, I'm not entirely sure exactly what that's all going to entail, but um, just I think it will be a really beneficial year just to kind of, I don't know, broaden out a bit further than academics. Your your sixth form life can get quite hectic and busy and, and sometimes it's quite easy to kind of tunnel vision a little bit onto just focusing on, on A-levels and grades and things like that. So, yeah, really it's just kind of an opportunity to, I don't know, maybe travel a bit, trying to see if I can find an internship and get some some proper work experience and, yeah, just do all the things that I kind of haven't really had time to do now. Yeah, a gap year is, I mean, you know, next year is a great opportunity to do a gap year. Certainly yeah. doing a gap year after you leave university or especially once you begin your career is much, much harder. Uh, Dan, how about you? I mean, I'm still in two minds over it. I'm sort of, it links to my A-level subjects. I do politics, business and history. And I really was set on doing a history degree. And it's only recently that it sort of crossed my mind on whether I'd like to do a degree apprenticeship into the business world and get straight into earning money, lack of student debt. However, I'm, it could go either way. I'm very torn. 
Um, I guess we'll have to wait and find out yeah. in August next year. <laughs> Maybe we should do another podcast episode yeah. just to get an update. <laughs> no review. <laughs> okay, so one of the questions we, we often ask people on this podcast channel is to find out what people have changed their mind about over the last couple of years. Can you think of anything that you, anything you used to think, but you've now changed your mind on how you think about it? I've got a very big one, and it's very much related to the school that in... The sense that none of my family nor myself until last year had ever been privately educated. And I always believed this stigma behind, you know, I've, I've never grown up in low income housing or anything like that. But I've, I've just always had this stigma against private education and that it's very elitist and that it's a society that is very lost from the real world. However, the last year has really shown me that there isn't a whole pile of difference in a lot of the worlds that are in the local area. And it's people often talk about the Burko bubble a lot. And it does exist to a certain degree. But actually, I was in a fantastic state school. And I see very similar parallels between the two. And the only benefits you actually see are a lot of the benefits you don't think about. Resources are a lot better to yourself. There's a lot more opportunities pushing yourself, like the opportunity to do a podcast. Yeah. This would never be available at another place. So my sort of whole mindset on private education has changed in the, in a good sense. Interesting. That's, that's really, really interesting to hear that, Dan. Ella, how about you? Yeah, well, mine kind of leads on a bit from Dan, but I, I think for me, I think my kind of view of, of privilege has changed a bit in the last few years. In terms of, I think when I was younger, like I used to kind of struggle with the idea that I had so much privilege and I thought it was actually really unfair the way that it's kind of, I don't know, like how your how your cards are dealt in, in the world and that I find myself in the situation I do. Um, and I remember I used to feel quite guilty about it and yeah, I couldn't really understand how I deserved my place in the world, I guess. But I think now... I've kind of realised that actually that's quite a, oh, I don't know, you know, it's it's not like a very useful view to hold because at the end of the day, like you are in the situation you're in. And I think it's much more like useful and beneficial to just appreciate the fact that you have privilege and, and then use it to like your best advantage, I guess, and, and make sure that you're in the best possible position to be able to go out in the world and actually have the ability to instigate change in, in the areas that you're passionate about. So I think it's almost now a bit more of like a sense of responsibility that I kind of need to take, like, I don't know, the things that I've been given and, and actually use them for good. Great way of putting it, Alec. Great way of putting it. I'm keeping an eye on time. We do need to bring this episode to a close now. But Dan and Ella, I just want to say thank you both very much for being here. It's been really interesting talking to you both today. Thank yeah, you so no, much. It's yeah. been really enjoyable. Yeah, very much so. And Ella, have a great celebration tonight, whatever <laughs> whatever your mother has lined up, lined up her sleeve. <laughs> thank you. So that was Ella and Dan, head girl and head boy at Berkhamsted, with Ella celebrating her 18th birthday at the same time. So good to talk to them both. I'm sure you'll join me in wishing them all the best for the next year and beyond. Now, the next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.